Hello and welcome to Nerd Vomit. My name is Doug. I'm a nerd. This is my vomit. I am joined by my co-vomiting nerd, Christina. What up, nerds? One of these days I'm going to get an actual opening set up for this so that I don't just keep saying, saying my like name that, and I can, we well, can actually or, have you know, that. that I say like, oh, you know, nerdy vomiter or something <laughs> or vom- vomiting nerdiness. I, you know, I'll, I'll workshop it, folks. So, or post your thoughts in the comments. Yes. Oh, we did that for uh, we did that for Dam actually for my sign off. Okay. Um, that I didn't have a sign off for Dam. Uh, Doug's acute mental neuroses. Go check it out. Um, a little self masturbatory uh, pimping on that one. And uh, yeah, so I did like the whole thing where like we post on our Facebook like what should Doug say at the end of every episode is like a sign off. It did not work out well. Oh. Um, we ended up I ended up settling on that I just go good night, internet. Um, which is how we'd sign off weird crossover episodes. Uh, I think the... I will get to the opening, don't worry. Um, Christina's waiting for it because she knows what the opening is. But I will say that when we did a crossover, which last week was a crossover with Mm -hmm. no applause, um, but when we had a sports show, Deb and I did a crossover, and one of the co-hosts for the sports show, Shooting the Gap, I thought it'd be really funny with... um, that I would sign off the entire episode with the damn sign-offs that it was like a multiple show. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. Um, So anyway, welcome to Nerd Vomit, the only show that decides in its underwear to sing Radiohead while killing a spider. (laughs) There's a part of me that doesn't want to add any other context to this and just let the listeners' minds wander. All I know is when you texted me that yesterday and like this is what the opening's going to be, I just sat there like, oh my god. The what, story behind this. What could well, this possibly mean? Because yeah, I was exactly. like, you know, I was like, oh, killing a spider while singing Radiohead, my underwear. Yep. Um, <laughs> so I was changing from kind of my work clothes uh, to my sweatpants, lounge loungewear. Ooh, that's fancy. Uh, makes it sound a little bougie, but um, I, I I got my sweatpants at Walmart. It's not. Bougie. <laughs> You're not bougie. So I, think I think they're called joggers now. Because it's like the weird athletic oh, okay. looking. They're, they almost look like parachute pants. But anyway, um, which I own several pairs of back in the I think, are you bringing back early into style, 90s. Though? No, I, <laughs> I'm not bringing, uh, uh, bringing sexy back to loungewear. So anyway, so I was changing. And it just happened like, you know, above eye level. I was like, there's a fucking spider. Uh, which I tried to take out with my slipper. And he kind of like scuttled into like a corner. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I managed to like get a different angle at him. This is, by the way, I'm in my underwear, and I just start singing the line from Radiohead's Karma Police, where I go, "This is what you get when you mess with us." Um, I am a semi-adequate singer, so I'm not going to actually sing it. Um, but yeah, it was just like, well, I'll do it because this is how it happened. Uh, it goes, "This is what you get when you mess with us." Whack. Uh, as I came at a different angle and just obliterated his tiny arachnid body, uh, and Poor then I just, I just of course like reveled in how fucking weird uh, that whole interaction interaction. Well, yeah, I guess yeah, it's an interaction. That that poor spider's interaction with me was because he's yeah. like, there's some kind of vibrations, <laughs> but it couldn't possibly be Radiohead. What what bad could happen? Because the spider would know who Radiohead is. And then I just assume spiders actually do listen to Radiohead. They seem the type. They probably would be the type. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm glad we're kind of on the same yeah. page on that one. Um, so, yeah, so that's the opening. Uh, 
let's get right into. Um, we're gonna open up with a downer. Um, to be perfectly honest, and this sucks. Um, it does I, suck. I, I talked a little about it, uh, a little bit about it on this uh, week's damn, which keeps coming up. I apologize. I'm not trying to promote that. I mean, you did just record it. So. Yes. Um, really, what is rest in peace, Alex Trebek? Uh, this one hurt. I literally found out yesterday, and the person that told me. I was like, fuck you, don't fuck with me on this. Like, I'm serious. Like, yeah. Don't tell me this is like a joke where you're like, oh, <laughs> Betty White died. Oh my God, Betty White dies today and I fucking did my angel of death move. I am so sorry. Um, as, you would have a lot of people coming after you. Well, I've done that with, with people because uh, I, I was the angel of death with um, Heath Ledger and James Gandolfini and... Uh, my old computer's power supply. Um, I am an angel of death. So uh, I'm literally oh, shaking Bowie. my head I at him. I killed Bowie of all people. Because literally the day before he died, I said he was an immortal. And then he died. Do you know how, yeah, how bad that fucks me some days? So Alex Trebek was a, a, just a, a, a formative aspect of, of my life. Um, I didn't understand... Like, I didn't really get like game shows when I was like nine. Yeah. Um, except for, I think it was Press Your Luck. Was that the one with the little um, No Whammy, No Whammy, No Whammy stops? Anyway, the one with the little whammy cartoons were awesome. It was very entertaining to a nine year old. Jeopardy, not so much. Because, like, what do I care about adults knowing about rivers and shit? Yeah. Um, and answering in a form of a question, which confused. Like, what is the Mississippi? Yeah, like, I was like, how do you, like, no, you just say the answer. And they're like, no, Doug. You get the answer first, and I'm like, I don't get it. I'm nine. Let me go play with my action figures. Yeah. Um, but it, probably like very early teens. Um, I make the joke that you know, once my mutant power kicked in uh, around puberty, like you know, mid-teens, uh, and I got weird brain, um, or I started recognizing what you know, weird brain and my memory retention would do. In terms of trivia and like knowledge and all that, uh, I super got into uh, Jeopardy because it was just so fun. Yeah. Um, Alex Trebek, I think, still had black hair. He still had the mustache, uh, and sadly, was still alive. Um, yeah. Not to sound glib. I think when I started watching it, he was starting to get the the, the salt, salt peppery pepper. hair. But he still had his mustache. Yeah, iconic. I think so. He still had his mustache. Again, I, when I saw it, it, was around like the eight, seven, eight, nine age where. You're not sure, but your parents were okay, watching it. Okay, and I don't have 10 years on you, but I've, I've got a better part of a decade on you, so... I think um, that's when I first saw it, but I, again, I was like you. I was like, yeah. I don't get this. I'm going to go watch Because when I actually did watch it one day, he was getting, like, the salt and pepper. Peppery. And that's when I kind of got into it as well. Um, so, like, I'm talking, like... Early 2000s? Mid, no, no. Mid to late 90s. Okay. Um, as I am old. Uh... If this were caveman times, I would be hailed as like some kind of like shaman for being older than thirty. Um, and that's all I'm gonna say about my age. I like Chinatown, but I wasn't alive when it was made. I'll say that. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was—it was one of those like Trebek was always there. He was like the I, voice of Jeopardy that I remember, and yeah, he was um, just God. That's about all I have. I was going to say, like, you know, we don't remember when Art Fleming was the original uh, host. 
yeah. uh, which is fine. It's once and that's a piece of trivia that you know who was the first host of Jeopardy was. Uh, I just said his name, Art Fleming. Um, but uh, yeah, like he, Trebek was the host for forty something, something years. It was a very long um, time. It was one of those like there's literally generations that don't know different. Yeah. Um, like and myself. Trebek was. I will. One funny, funny thing about all of this uh, is that someone posted a picture of. Do you know the Celebrity Jeopardies from SNL? Where Vaguely. Trebek and uh, Sean Connery, Sean Connery in quotes, have like this weird antagonistic, like. I don't think I saw that episode. It's multiple. I'll. Or multiple or whatever. But it's it's Daryl Hammond as um, Sean Connery and his whole like. Shuck it hard, Trebek. Like, or no, shuck it, Trebek. Suck it hard and suck it long. Like, that's what your mother said last night. Like, whatever. Like, yeah. Sean Connery's constantly fucking with Trebek. And it was, someone posted a meme that was um, SNL Sean Connery, and it was like, he goes, um, what is when you manage to, like, get to heaven before, like, your enemy? And it was like, shuck it, Trebek. Because Sean Connery died mm-hmm. last week ahead of Trebek, but um, I'm not describing the meme properly. But uh, th- that did make me laugh. Uh, but yeah, this this one hurt. Uh, this this is, one was yeah, it was I didn't, rough. I didn't openly weep, um, like I did. But it hit the soul in a way it, of like yeah. In one of those like it, it's just you don't know your life without them. Um, yeah. I likened it to you know when Hunter S. Thompson died for me. Uh, David Bowie was you know. A big one, uh, Trebek, of course, and I, I need to make this distinction just because if you do listen to Dim and I do say it, when I say deaths that impacted me, I'm not talking about like all death. Like obviously the death of my father, the death of my grandparents, yeah, affected me. But in terms of celebrity deaths, um, as a caveat, but yeah, Trebek was was rough, still is. Um, yeah, I you know they have episodes with him, and I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and there are only, in my brain, two people that could take over. Who would that be? Smart Money says Ken Jennings. Okay. Um, which is, he's the GOAT of Jeopardy. Um, you know what GOAT stands for, right? Greatest of all time. Okay. Um, he had the longest run on Jeopardy. It was months. Uh, oh, they, like as a contest- yes. contestant? Yes, yes. It used to be you could only be on there for like a week and then you get cycled out and then they change the rules and Ken Jennings has the longest run. Uh, they did this where they had like the three Yeah, because great- you would win and then you could come back, back. the next week with two say- other people and if you won yeah. that then you come back yeah, and you keep, just... Keep rocking it. Uh, Ken Jennings was on there for months. Uh, they had the greatest of all time tournament. It was Ken Jennings who had the longest run, James, whatever the fuck his douchebag last name is, you know... <laughs> Um, he won the most money in the shortest amount of time because he won like two million dollars in like a week and a half or some crazy. Jeez. Yeah, dude. The way he played changed the game. Literally, changed the game. Uh, and Ken Jennings said that going up against him in this like greatest of all time. Then there was the guy who won like the most money in like the longest run or some or like had won the most money period. Um, whose name? No one knows and no one cares. Uh, it was basically, we were going to see what would happen with Ken Jennings versus James. Uh, James is a professional sports better. That's his fucking job. Uh, and yeah, he, the way he played the game, like, changed how to play the game. 
So anyway, uh, Smart Money says Ken Jennings, um, the greatest, and Ken Jennings won the yeah. greatest of all time championship. Not to make a long, to make a short story long. Um, Ken Jennings, Smart Money for new host. For me, I would actually like to see Austin Rogers, who was a New York bartender who was uh, kind of a cause to celebrate as he was very like working class and kind of brought like a fun vibe, um, kind of a more, I wouldn't say youth, I mean he's probably in his 30s, um, but kind of brought like a fun vibe to it where his first couple appearances they had to remind him not to curse. Because he would miss a question and be like, damn, or shit, or fuck. Yeah. Because he was used to like being at a bar, at a bar. Like, yeah. yeah, or like at home. Um, so he was like, Shit. And they'd be like, beep. And they're like, please stop cursing. Yeah. And it was kind of like, he was just, it was just fun to watch. Um, had a great personality. Uh, so I'd like to see Austin Rogers come in. I would like to see kind of that like, like stiff intellectual, you know, place that Jeopardy, you know, is kind of held in. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that kind of broken and gone like, hey, like it can be, I mean, it's fun. fun. But like, it's, it can be fun for like new people to get into mm-hmm. and it can be kind of like you can bring in some f- fun new elements and have yeah. like humor and you know it doesn't have to be like humor sporadically um, it can you can have a funny fucking host yeah now that Osterbeck wasn't funny he actually did like comedy uh, I didn't mean to do quotes but like he would crack jokes yeah uh, in commercial breaks to keep the audience going yeah um, which he talks about on the Nerdist podcast with, with him uh, which I highly recommend listening to. I don't know what episode, I, I, whatever. Um, yeah, Trebek, man, he, he will be dearly missed. He will be, yeah, he will be missed, never forgotten. Yeah, uh, his legacy of just and just being a game show host. I mean, yeah. like just how long he did Jeopardy. Was he one of the longest running game hosts? I believe. Besides, maybe like the host of Wheel of Fortune, because I know he's been up there for a long time. Yes, yeah, so we don't. Well, yeah, we don't talk about Sajak very much. Well, it's just he's the only other one Sajak's that I've really. Sajak's kind of a horrible human being. Um, anyway, I don't want to get into it. But... Not into that, but he's in my from when I started watching game shows with the family. There were the two that we would really. Well, I mean, I, I associate yeah Trebek and, and Pat Sajak or... with the '80s. So that's got to be Ooh. 30 years. Price is right. Who was the host before? Bob Barker. Thank you. Oh yeah, Bob Barker is like fucking iconic. Yeah, I mean Drew Carey's made a career out of it. Uh, he was the one who took over. Yep. But I mean, and like, now it's um, Drew Carey. It's still Drew Carey. I thought somebody else took over it now. <laughs> still Drew Carey, who's gone super fucking great. Um, as Price is Right was on in the background while I was getting ready this morning. So, <laughs> um, speaking of people getting older uh, yet still being timeless, Bill and Ted Three face the music. Um, I was a little twitchy about this one, which is, I think, why it took me so long to watch it. Uh, in that, like, they introduced, like, Bill and Ted's daughters, uh, Thea and... So they both have daughters? Yes. Um, and they're both named after them. It's, like, Theodora and Wilhelmina. Of course, because it's funny. Um, it is. And the kids, like, the, the daughters act like they do in the, the first movie. They're like, oh, but, like, Thea? Oh, dude. We had to, like, form a band to save our dads. Like, so, like, I was a little worried about that, like, passing the torch. Do you think they'll pass the torch with them? Well, they did. Um, Okay. Well, they helped. They helped, uh, they helped the wild stallions. (laughs) 
they helped their dads write the song that unites the world with the help of uh, Louis Armstrong, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Mozart, which is funny because they had uh, uh, Beethoven in the first one, or Beeth Oven, as they called him. Uh, they also had the uh, the first person to ever drum, <laughs> like, bef- like a caveman before recorded yeah. history as their drummer. Um, Death Comes Back, played by William uh, Sadler, um, which was awesome. You find out why Death left uh, Wild Stallions was because they wouldn't let him do 40-minute bass solos, so he started to sue the band for the rights to the name. Uh, No, I'm good for a couple minutes. But it was nice seeing uh, Death come back. It was nice seeing Bill and Ted. Ken Reeves, of course, being an immortal, which means I probably killed him too. Um, Lead into your fingers. I thought you said no, you like a little I, death I, I angel finger. I was like, no, I didn't finger Keanu Reeves. I'm pretty sure I'd remember that. <laughs> and so would he. Um, uh, I'd also be highly questioning you right now, Doug. And also, how did you manage that? Winter, what is his fucking name? It suddenly can't come up with who plays uh, Bill. Well, I look it up. Um, but it was... A return to form. I loved it. Um, such a fantastic movie. It really was worth watching. Um, it hit all the right notes with nostalgia. It hit all the right notes with passing the torch. Because there are movies that like have terrible passing the torch yeah. moments. Uh, the two I can think of off the top of my head involve a the late great Sean Connery with uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. The less said about that movie, the better. Uh, but there is that, like, uh, Alan Quartermain to Tom Sawyer, I want to say. Past Torch. Yeah. Bullshit moment. Uh, as well as the uh, movie that doesn't exist to me, but everyone else knows of it. Uh, something called Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Oh, yeah, that I don't, one. I don't know what that movie is because it doesn't exist. The last Indiana Jones movie was Last Crusade. Nothing else happened after that. With, um... But there is a moment in this movie, hypothetically, where Indiana Jones does pass the torch onto his son, played by Shia LaBeouf. Once again, all hypothetically. Uh, I because still can't this get movie, over how you pronounce his last name. I always call him Shia LaBeouf. What did I say? LaBeouf? Shia, yeah. LaBeouf? LaBeouf? Whatever. It's like tomato, tomato. <laughs> um, Alex Winter. That was it. I didn't have to look it up. It just came to me. Um... Yeah, Alex Winter as as uh, as Bill is not aged great, but um, yeah, I love seeing. Not that. everyone can age as great as Keanu Reeves. No, no, or Helen Mirren. Yep. Helen Mirren's aged amazingly, and I only know her as like from her being older. I don't know her like in her prime, um, and she still is in her prime at like yeah. Jennifer Anderson's in her 50s. I yeah, mean, and she looks fantastic. That's because she drinks Avena. Avena? She drinks that lotion. She drinks it? No. I'm okay. saying, oh, yeah. and the sun's coming out while it's snowing. Because Colorado. Yep. No, I get it now. I find, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I was making a joke yeah. about her yeah. drinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she probably drinks, like, Brad Pitt's tears or something. Um... <laughs> 
I'm going to wait for all of the X-Men stuff at the very end. Um, Can we just touch on how weird that last Mandalorian episode was with yes. Baby Yoda eating the freaking frog eggs? Apparently this divided the nation more than the recent election. <laughs> I am on the, I'm in the camp of like, I think it's a weird fucking choice. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, the baby like is like, maybe the eggs are like force sensitive and that's what he's yeah. feeling. And then nope. he just pops it open and goes, nope. The fucker just, just wanted eggs. <laughs> and it, like he slurps them down. To the point where they act... I honestly... They, I think they had to put in the scene where um, Frog Lady, as the internet's calling her, or Toad Woman or whatever it is, yeah. uh, is in that like weird hot tub pooping out more eggs. No, she took her eggs out of the canister to like warm them up because they were getting too cold because they were on an ice planet. That's where I'm getting at. Oh, I thought she was having more because Baby Yoga was just having like a. No, because if you board. look at it, when Mandalorian's helping him put he it starts, back, there, it's then, an empty the, canister. Okay, yeah, but then like the child keeps kind of getting away. He's like, no, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, it's like a dog eating shoes. Um, yeah, like it was a weird choice. And he eats um, a spider. He eats a spider. I think a great choice was that. Frog Lady uh, rewires like the weird assassin droid. Yeah. So I get to hear Richard Ayoade's voice again. That was awesome. Which, it's like Richard Ayoade, I could listen to him talk. But why does Mando still have for, that on his show? He probably just hasn't disposed of it and gotcha. or a trophy. Yeah. Because um, it was really weird that it was there, but. Um, but it worked out because she could, un- she could yeah, yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah. But like having Richard Ayoade come back uh, was fantastic. Hearing Moss from IT Crowd. Awesome. Um, I had something else on that and I lost it. But uh, no, it was just—it was the weirdest episode where he was just so obsessed with those freaking frog eggs. But in the first episode, in one of the previous episodes of the season, he did try to eat a frog on that planet. He tried. And he to did. Eat no, he did eat a did frog. Did he actually eat the frog? I think he physically ate, or literally ate the frog. Because I think like kids were like, "Yeah, eat it," and then like Mando was like, spit it out, and he was like. But I think another one he, before he, he, he caught it, he managed to eat down. it. Um, it's just begs too many questions about what Yodas eat. Um, it, it was a strange episode. I, I understand that it was obviously that kind of Western trope of like kind of being a coyote and like taking a family yeah. across a border into a safe zone type of thing. Yeah. Um, and then the X, X-Wings? Yeah, apparently the Rebels are kind of shit cops but they're kind of good cops yeah because they finally find him and they save him from the spiders and they're like so we have this but you have this he's like will you help me get out of here and they're like just fix your transponder and then they left it's like yeah it was a little weird seeing like rebel people be like dick cops that was another weird one where I was like I I guess I mean like I assume like after the the least they they have the police Sectors. Yeah, but the least they could have done is at least help him fix the hull of a ship and then like be like, fix your transponder. But they were dick cops, so. They were dick cops. And they were white dick cops. Again, against against, against minorities. Was he? I thought one was. Shootus wasn't squinting. I don't know. That? This is getting to a little racist, so. Yeah, I was like, where does that fall with my joke? Like. <laughs> It's not racist, but it smacks let's, of racism. Let's just go move on from that. Watching The Mandalorian, though, has reinforced all these fantastic um, both sci-fi and Western tropes in my brain. 
which has made me want to rewatch, and I have been rewatching uh, Firefly. Yeah, I did have one question. So the last trilogy that Disney did was, you know, seven, eight, nine. Do you think they're redeeming themselves with Mandalorian? I don't think it's a matter of redeeming themselves. I don't think they had anything to redeem. Well, that's what some people, they're like, they were so awful. The movies 7, 8, 9 for Star Wars were so bad. Okay. So that's why I'm asking. You don't hear about new trilogy apologists. You hear about prequel apologists, which means those movies are actually so bad that there's only a minority that go, sorry, they were good. You don't have that with... This, the third trilogy. The third trilogy, okay. 7, 8, 9. My thing with the, the newest trilogy is that people complain that Force Awakens was effectively New Hope with different characters. They're like, give us something different. This is, you know, whatever. So yeah. Ryan Johnson, who we like, collectively, the royal we, we yeah. like, um, was like, okay, you want something different? Here you go. And they went, meh, something different. Give us something familiar. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. could, they couldn't Make do up right. their mind. But, well, okay. I, there was, you couldn't do right by the fan base. Um, and J.J. Abrams, same with the Star Trek people, where it's like, he had to create an alternate timeline in the first movie and explain it that way when you had old Spock meet new Spock. And it's like, oh, this is an alternate timeline. This is different than, you know, old, you know, yeah. like Leonard Nimoy, Spock, like Star Trek. He had to create that so he could, like, keep going, like, keeping it fresh. Yeah. Because if he didn't, they're going to be like, this is just a shitty reboot with more lens flare because J.J. Abrams and lens flare. Okay. You know what I mean? Like. Okay. This is why I just asked the question because I was just... Yeah, you can't reboot Star Wars. There's just no way. Um, but that's how he managed to kind of save face with Star okay. Trek. Whereas Star Wars, you don't... You can't do that. Um, yeah. You can't tell a story about... Luke Skywalker now and be like well this isn't continuity it's a different continuity and we're like no it's Star Wars yeah there are there are no alternative worlds like it's fucking Star Wars so I just I, honestly I, I think that no matter who they put at the helm J.J. Abrams Ryan Johnson uh, Susan Kennedy who was like the, the, the Lucas person mm-hmm. the George Lucas proxy once uh, Disney bought Lucas yeah um, there was no way they were going to hundred percent appease all of the fans. Okay. Um, I'm a discerning fan. I can say like, look, it's been decades since the prequels. More than decades since the original trilogy, the beloved trilogy to me. Um, Return of the Jedi was the first movie I ever saw in theaters. Yeah. I mean, it's a formative experience. Um, not only having like, you know, seeing a movie in theaters and going like, oh my god, but then like. I'm going, oh my god, at Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, you know, I. they could not have... They couldn't have pleased everyone, and if they could have pleased enough people at $13 a movie ticket... Yeah. They made a good... To make them... Oh, yeah. I think, I, like you were... I really did enjoy the movies. There were some parts that it's like, eh, it could have been better, but... They should have so killed good. Princess Leia and not Luke Skywalker. In... In... Um, not Force Awakens. Uh, the, what's the middle one? The Last Jedi. Okay. Because you don't have Carrie Fisher anymore. Yeah. Um, have her killed off screen or whatever. Have her be on another planet doing diplomacy because that's what she is. A diplomat. Which is fine. I don't say it yeah. in a bad way. But like, 
that, gives, that, she really that gives you the out that she's on another planet, and you don't have to kill Luke, and you can have Luke finally face Kylo Ren and maybe turn him, yeah, and have to sacrifice himself to do it, so that you do kill Luke Skywalker, bring an end to that whole thing, um, and then have like you know. Kylo Ren, like, be redeemed, but I don't, like, I don't know, I'm not writing yeah. this, like, off the top of my head, but... I didn't mean to get this into a whole spiel, but... But, like, Mark Hamill's still alive. Yeah. You could have used, utilized him more than Carrie Fisher. Rest yeah. in peace, by the way. I'm not saying anything disparaging about the woman. No, she was a fantastic I mean, she, woman. Yeah, well, fantastic actor, fantastic yeah. writer. Um, Postcards from the Edge, she did punch up on so much stuff. She was known more for her writing than her acting at the yeah. end. Um, other than Princess Leia. Um, and her book about banging Harrison Ford. Oh, they totally had an affair on this. Of course. Yeah. Well, there are no bras in space. That kind of worked out. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway. I was going to say, yeah, so what's next on your list? Because I turned that into a whole tangent with one question. Uh, uh, but that's what Nerve Vomit's all about. Want to be able to watch Firefly? Or want to be able to watch? <laughs> I can. Um, so it brought me to rewatching Firefly, which is, I think, before The Mandalorian, uh, and I think even after The Mandalorian, is a, the perfect fusion of Western and uh, sci-fi. The other thing I wanted to bring up on that, the Mandalorian armor that was found. We is, talked about this last week. Was it on the last episode we talked about it? It was on the first episode. Never mind. No, no, no. Scratch that. No, no. No, no. I didn't. I well, could I no, I couldn't remember if we talked about it or not, so no, never mind. No, 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 no we're no, good. The, la- the last horse crossed the finish line? That it was Boba Fett's? Yeah, I know it was Boba Fett's. And the, guy, the guy that turns around at the end was Boba well, fucking Fett? I mean, honestly, in because last week was our crossover, we didn't really talk too much about it. And so. in crossover, we mean that there was a lot of crosstalk. <laughs> there was a lot of crosstalk. We probably lost track of what was going on, but yes. So um, we didn't get a lot to talk about that first episode, that episode with the Western... With the Marshal. Yes. Uh, one, I want so much more Timothy Oliphant in my life. Um, I mean, in general and in the world of the Mandalorian, I thought he did great as Cabe Vanth or whatever his yeah. name was. Um, but yes, that was Boba Fett's armor. The Mandalorian does get it back. Uh, yep, for helping to kill a sand dragon. Basically, yeah. It's a Sandworm? Kirin dragon? That's it. Which I think they're, once again, like, I think we, we talked about this last week on the crossover because that was but the again, sound But again, you couldn't that, hear too much. Uh, no, that one was actually pretty clear because like, oh, I said that was the sound that um, Obi-Wan Kenobi made to yeah. scare the way the Tusken yeah, yeah, Raiders, yeah, yeah, yeah. the sound people. Uh, and that you do see a skeleton of it in the original trilogy, but you never see what it that is. apparently it eats Sarlaccs, which is fucking Yeah, because it's an empty Sarlacc cave, yeah. and it's like, how is it empty? It's like, when you get eaten. Um... Yeah, because we talked about this, because that was like the whole Tuscan Raiders a little being, bit, uh, but being African-Americans. I feel like it doesn't hurt to touch up on it again. No, for... sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, of course, the person in the Tuscan Raider, a sand person, um, robes that like turns and reveals, uh, was the actor whose name I, I'm not going to bring up, but um, not in a bad way, I just I don't yeah. like looking it up. But it was the actor that played uh, Django Fett, which was the, he was the DNA basis for the clone army. Uh, his payment for that was getting his own clone, uh, Boba Fett, to raise. Uh, Boba Fett, of course, sees Django Fett decapitated by Mace Windu, played by Samuel Jackson, 
I'm just proving I'm a walking IMDb at this point. <laughs> which is fantastic. Uh, which starts his like whole revenge thing against Jedi's, which is why it's a big deal that he hunts down Luke Skywalker in Empire? Question mark. And his appearance in Return of the Jedi. Um, Boba Fett was, of course, thought dead once he falls into the Sarlacc pit where he'll be digested for thousands of years in agony and blah, 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 and whatever C-3PO says. Um, it's been a fan theory that he was able to escape because he's a resourceful bounty hunter, but we never really see that. We never yeah. really allude to it. It was considered just a fan theory, but now that fan theory is being proven. That, yeah. So that actor, who it makes sense that he would be... Like, the guy who plays Django Fett is clone Boba Fett. Yeah. Uh, and has been, like, on Tatooine since the whole Sarlacc Jabba yeah. Hut thing. Makes sense that he wouldn't be able to leave the planet. Um, that he's, like, scarred and weathered. Um, yeah, he doesn't have his that, armor anymore, either. No, that he, but he probably, he, I think he sees the armor, like, from the ridge or whatever. Like, or yeah. he sees, like, Mando or the Mandalorian. Um, and he's like, okay, this has to be taken care of. This season is only eight episodes. We're literally 25% through it. I don't like that. Yeah, I want to start putting in the numbers like that. Um, <laughs> I don't like it when you put they, things in numbers. They're going to need to push that like Boba Fett story fast. That or it, they should add an episode or two. I would imagine they're probably going to push to a, like, a 10 episode. The first season, season was three. a 10 episode, wasn't it? I believe so. Or it was 12. No, it was 10. It was it 10. Was 10. Um, yeah, it was 10. Um, to a second episode. Second season's not 10, too. No, it's 8. I wish it was 10. But, you know, we, we talked about this a little bit, I think maybe probably off-air the last couple of weeks, where... We talk a lot off-air. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, a lot that should be recorded because it's so great. But, like, the, the show Black Mirror, where on, BB, on its original incarnation on BBC, most BBC shows have, like... Most dramas have, like, a six-episode yeah. season. Black Falls only had three, but they had double the budget for each episode. Yeah. Which Black Falls needed. Or, like, needed. Boys, The Boys... Has yeah, eight where they had a smaller, they, yeah, smaller episode run, but, but the budget was bigger was for each episode, and which makes for I, I would rather have that, like personally speaking. Um, so with the Mandalorian, like I would love to, for them to like extend it to ten episodes. Ten would be a perfect and still, number. And still get, and I'm sure they could still get the money to make yeah. it amazing because Disney knows they're gonna get the money. Well, with the outcome they had from the first season, it was. I mean, come on. The first season was awesome. The hype alone. Dude, the, the hype alone. The hype alone. The first, the second season was already greenlit before the first season premiered. Yeah. Um, same with The Boys. Yeah, and they're both, uh, Mandalorian and Boys are set up for a third season, both, aren't they? Or is it just right now The Boys? Boys, I think, is set I know for that one's set for th- third for sure and possibly third. four. Mandalorian, probably third and four. I would imagine there are already talks for, like, fourth. I would um, hope so. As long as John Favreau stays on, and uh, John Favreau and Eric Kripke, uh, respectively, for The Mandalorian and The Boys, um, I think once the showrunners leave, oof, goof. I, I hope they I stop, like, I, they finish it with them there, and it's like... Well, and it comes with a logical, like, it's like Breaking Bad, like, where they're like, okay... Yeah. We're going to go this amount. We have the story in place. It's going to be this many, you know. Well, they're extending um, 
Because they said Stranger Things wasn't going to go past season four. Oh, they're on like what, season 12? Stranger Something? Things? No, season four hasn't even come out yet. Oh, no, I'm thinking of. Um, Cheers. No, not just. <laughs> You're thinking Jeopardy. Oh, I made myself <laughs> sad. No, the one with. Um... I think it's two. Fuck. <laughs> I can't remember. What else are they in? <laughs> I like playing this game. I can work it backwards. It's, sorry. What's it about? I don't. I hope I'm thinking the right thing. That's What's it about? Like, I don't care if you're wrong. I don't. I just, I just want to play this game. <laughs> play our own uh, thing of uh, Jeopardy. Yeah. Uh, it had one of the actors from Gilmore Girls in it. Oh, that doesn't narrow it. <laughs> heroes? No. No, it wasn't heroes. Heroes was in season four. It was. It was not Stranger Things. It's uh, supernatural. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, that's on one like of the one of the brothers was on Gilmore Girls, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. I don't know which one was it. It's the oh. taller one with the longer hair. He played. Um, Pelode- no, uh, that's is it Jensen? A- no, not Jensen Ackles. Who's the other one? Peladecki. <laughs> yeah, Peladecki. Peladecki. Um, so I got Supernatural and Stranger Things. Oh no, that's on like like the last season like is like coming out like twenty it's like, or twenty five. They're like way they're on, like, like like season fourteen or some crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't get into Supernatural. Sorry, like, but I, like I said, I get Stranger Things and Supernatural confused, and I don't because I, they're like nothing alike. But I've never watched either of them, so huh? it's. <laughs> I guarantee you that clipped the mic. Huh? <laughs> I'll have to take me thirty eight minutes. I'm, I'm losing it. <laughs> that echoes so much. That sounded like it hurt. Um, okay, don't watch Supernatural. I don't give a shit because I don't watch it either. Like it to me, it just seemed like. I'm sorry, but in my like, brain, because I haven't watched either of them, I get them confused in it. So they're nothing just, alike. I, like nothing. You know alike. how weird my brain is, and I know how weird your brain is. Okay. <laughs> So let's just move on to the next topic and just end. Did this. I give you the Scooby Doo episode of Supernatural? No. I should. That's the only episode I've ever seen, and it's the only one I. I they get sucked into a TV and they're on an episode of Scooby Doo, <laughs> and it is fucking fantastic. There's so uh, many jokes about how like, there's an actual supernatural ghost killing things, and it leaves like severed tor like a severed torso yeah. and limbs on the ceiling, and the Scooby Gang is like, "Oh look, a clue," and like the supernatural guys are like. Do they not know what murder is? Do they not know what death is? And they have to explain to them, like, whatever. And Daphne has, like, Daphne, cute little redhead Daphne, yeah. has, one, is just besieged by uh, Jensen Eccles, like, her, like him hitting on her the entire fucking time. Yeah. Uh, which is just hilarious. I'm sure Fred took that well. Exactly. Um... Oh, he's like, I'm getting shot down. Like, I'm getting cock blocked by a guy with a neckerchief. Um, she has, when they explain, like, 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 like poltergeist and death and all that, she has the ugliest existential meltdown I've ever seen. And, like, I'm putting it up there with, like, when you first meet Forky in Toy Story 4, where he's like, I'm trash. I shouldn't exist. Like, Daphne has the yeah. ugliest, like, crying in a shower with her clothes on, like, Meltdown. Meltdown. Oh, geez. It is phenomenal. And I mean, like, you know, to go, like, it's entertaining. Yeah. I think it's called, like, Scooby Natural or something. It's the only episode I've ever seen. Um, I just, I love Buffy so much that I can't love Supernatural. Okay. Sorry. Well, off that topic, 
Since we're going to a supernatural kind of route, oh, I know you were talking about like X Men and you watched the New Mutants. Wow, you're learning how to pick yeah. up. You're learning my segues. <laughs> yes. Um, I think I've recorded enough with you. I'm I, hoping I'm picking up some of those. I, I had high hopes for New Mutants. It got pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, reshoot, pushed back. Disney bought uh, all the X Men crap. It got put into limbo. They're finally going to release. Some of the first movies get released in theaters when. The lockdown opened up. It didn't get great reviews. Uh, it was said to be the worst X movie ever made. I disagree with that, having not seen what I consider the worst X movie ever made. So, on that note, I tried to watch it, you know, this weekend with, you know, my family, because my dad likes X-Men and stuff like that in video games. So I was like, let's watch New Mutants tonight. He searches under X-Men, and I was like, it's not going to be listed under X-Men. You no. really want to search New Mutants. And he's like, really? I thought it was like, N- it's n- no, it's not an X Men movie. It has the mutation, but it's it not. It has mutants. They mentioned they mentioned the X Men. Yeah, but it's X-Men. not like an X Men. Not quite. Movie. No. So when he when I saw him searching X Men, I was like, wrong search. It's not like X Men colon new mutants. Yeah, no. Um, like X Men Days of Future Past or anything or like Apocalypse, that. Or Apocalypse. Yeah. Or the one I've never seen, which. Dark Phoenix. It's. Is it called Dark Phoenix or is it just Phoenix? It doesn't matter. I've Dark, never seen the it. The Dark I Phoenix, heard don't, don't, don't. Bad. I heard save bad, bad, your, bad, save bad things. yourself. Just keep living my life. I'm more. Yeah, keep well, I heard they. I had the joys, and I say that very sarcastically, of watching Dark Phoenix. My thing is that they show Phoenix in Apocalypse. And then they're going, oh, we're going to introduce, like, aliens. I'm going, oh, it's the Shi'ar. Like, okay, we can see, like, you know, cameos from, like, the the Shi'ar Royal Guard and Lalandra and Deathbird. This is going to be great. And it's, like, apparently, like, not that alien species. Like, it's some random alien-ass species that's obviously not going to be Kree or Skrull because they're tied up legally in some other places. Uh, It's not the Shi'ar, which I'm like... The Shi'ar are a huge chunk of the X-Men mythology. Um, See, I never watched the comics, which is nice having you. I think you read them, but yes. Uh, you watch them with your brain words. Yeah. You watch them with your brain words. That's how I'm going to describe reading from here on out. That's an awesome way to describe reading. Here's this book. Read it with your brain words. <laughs> um, anyway, I know what you mean, but like... Yeah. Even... Well, yeah, you didn't read much of the comics. But even the cartoons, like, we'll... Talk yeah. about that, you know, a, a, little, a little bit. bit. But let's get back to the New Mutants. Um, what was your thoughts on it New wasn't, Mutants? It wasn't terrible. It wasn't what I expected. Because in the previews when I saw it, I haven't seen it. I it expected a hard like, yeah, horror, horror movie. movie. That's I, the persona that their previews gave was it was going to be a hardcore, like, oh, yeah. horror like movie, the, like, the, the exorcist. Post, the poster or, of it is like them like, trying to like, escape, like... Being pushed, like you know, through like, yeah. a, like a sheet wall thing, like the Frighteners. Don't. It's an old movie. The, it's fine. It's an iconic movie poster. With it's fine. A face being pressed through it's a wall. A, anyway, watch the Frighteners. Um, it's awesome. I don't like horror movies, so that doesn't help. It's Michael J. Fox. It's not that fucking scary. Okay. It's like my mom goes, oh, "I don't want to see The Green Mile because it's Stephen King," and I'm like, "Tom Hanks is in it. It can't be that fucking scary." Also, I read the books. It wasn't really horror. But anyway, um. Speaking of not really being horror, I expect it to be like, maybe not a hard R, but like an R, like horror movie with 
like, tw- you know, like tormented and in turmoil, like teens with mutant yeah. powers, and oh my god, and like the the person watching them is like obviously you know semi evil, and you're like, what's that? What's that about? And they're like locked in an asylum. Yeah, and- like, nope. No, well, I mean, yeah, for some of that, like. It, it's like an abandoned mental like institution or yeah like but it doesn't come across as like like the scariest part of it is that the doctor uh, Celia Reyes yeah who in the comics um, is is a mutant and uh, has the ability to create force fields she does create a force field um, around like the hospital yeah unquote so like the whole thing like your um, audience surrogate is a woman named or yeah, a woman uh, named uh, Danielle or Danny Moonstar, who is a Native American who has the ability to tap into other people's like fears um, psychically and like make illusions out of them. Oh, no, thank you. Sounds fucking horrific. Like, which, that sounds awful. Which, like, when she sleeps, like all the other mutants start having nightmares, like, or like nightmares, or like interacting in ways that they normally wouldn't. Which. Once in would make a great horror film, but it, they just they dropped the ball on that one. Um, she at one point like she sees like there's like an open gate. And she goes, "Oh, like we can just leave." And the one girl, this one girl, Eliana uh, uh, Rasputin, uh, who's in the comics Colossus's little sister, it, she, that wasn't intimated at all um, in the, in the movie. But she's like, "Yeah, you can just go," and of course like. Moon, uh, Moonstar just like runs, 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 smack into a wall. Yeah. Um, it was humorous, yet you know, like oh my god, like we're in a, like we thought we were in a prison, we escaped, but we're still in prison. Um, that was kind of creepy. The spirit bear CGI was not great. Um, I'm gonna just let you fill in your own picture for spirit bear. Um, that was you know kind of a demon. It was. It opens with that quote about like they say two bears. But it's that, that two wolves quote. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like, there's a good wolf and there's yeah. a bad wolf. Like the yin and yang kind of thing. Yeah, and which, yeah, one yeah, win, yeah. which one wins? Like, it's when you feed more, like, compassion yeah. and happiness or, like, bitter depression. And yeah, yeah. My good wolf has died when I was, yeah. like, eight okay. and a half. My, my, my cynical, jaded, uh, horrible wolf won. I'm interested how far you're going to describe this because I do have a question for you. Um... Let's go with the question and see if I can tie it into some of my other. So my question is: is you were you are actually reading a comic, oh, the yeah. X Men comic, and you showed me the timeline. Oh no, yeah, we're gonna put a pin in that. That's why I was like, how far are you gonna go in this? Because uh, yes, in terms of jumping to a def- different X Men thing, yeah, put a. Pin oh, it in is that. a different X Men thing. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was in the no, same. No, 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 no. The way you described X-Men. it last. Okay, pin so, in it. Uh, in terms of new mutants, because I'm looking at both time and length. Um, I was not happy with them making uh, Rain Sinclair, I think is her name. Was she the lesbian? She is. She's played by Macy Williams. uh, No, yeah, that's right. Macy Williams from um, Game of Thrones. She plays Arya Arya Stark. Arya Stark? Yeah, she's the one with the the blade that's like a needle. Needle. Needle is its name. Oh, well, there you go. The one that Jon Snow made for her and gave to her. Yeah, she's like the littlest Stark. Yep. Okay. Um, that like, turns into a badass. Yeah, and then when she took her like shirt off, everyone's like, "No!" Um, she plays Rain Sinclair, who's like a, a Scottish, like basically werewolf. Um, I can't remember the name of the lycanthrope. I think they call them in, in the mutant mm-hmm. world. Um, but her whole thing is that 
mutinism is a sin. Um, You're going against out, God. Also, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So she kind of struggles with like religion versus genetics, basically, or religion and science. Um, they turn her into a lesbian uh, love interest for Moonstar, which doesn't make any sense because you're like she's already struggling with mutant versus like religion and yeah and like now you've got like the gay thing going which she's not gay in the comics so it was a so really, why did they change that don't if know. she's don't know probably because like all these characters are like C-list characters like you don't know who Wolfsbane Cannonball Danny Moonstar I mean I do because I've read the new mutants like with Chris Claremont and Bill Senkovitz. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to horribly butcher his name. Um, clunky exposition. Because at one point, like, they're all there for, like, reasons of, like, their powers went haywire. So every, like, 15 minutes, you have, like, two characters talking. And one goes, well, why are you here? Yeah. And then they openly and honestly and earnestly tell, like, well, I was in a cold, you know, I was working in the coal mines with my dad, my powers, I felt, like, claustrophobic, and I killed everyone. And you're like, you wouldn't just fucking say that. Yeah. Or the guy's like, um, yeah, like, I feel, like, really hot, and I accidentally burned my girlfriend to death. And you're like, you don't just say shit like that. Like, no. the exposition of their powers was so clunky as being charitable. Like, it is... It is if you weren't being charitable, how would you say it? If I wasn't being charitable, I would say I would use the phrase we use on no applause, which I will transpose here. What I call typewriter hands, where you're just at a typewriter going, and then this, and then this, and then this, and then this. Uh, basically, the with no storyline, no. Well, it's just we we liken it to how a like four year old writes a story. Where, like, if a four was at a keyboard, it'd be like, and then Spider-Man fought Superman, but then Superman so was, like, an alien. a run-on like, sentence. And then, like, you know, like, whatever. In like, writer's terms, a run-on sentence, or just very short phrases, it's, sentences. It's, we call it typewriter hands. Like, we're just, you're writing it, and it doesn't, there's no coherent sense from yeah. A to B. Well, there's coherent sense from A to B, but not A to C, to not, yes, um, to not, you know, B to D, like, there's no through line of logic. Um, it was built to be a trilogy, but the movie failed so spectacularly that it won't be. Uh, and then, I've already talked about how it was supposed to be a horror movie, and it just, it didn't have any, any jump scares. It didn't, like, it had, like, flashing fluorescent bulbs in a, you know, old hospital or old chapel type of vibe um, so you have like the lighting like flickering but like that's like scary to like you know once again like I go back to like a nine year old where I'm like oh oh no the lights are flickering yeah. something's gonna happen oh the washing machine came on by itself and then the guy touches it and goes into a nightmare and I'm like okay and it's like the nightmares were like ghost miners or uh, the magic was Ileana um uh, you know, yeah. it was like, you know, it was like a child prostitute uh, against her will. Oh, yeah, and she's like, we have to go to a special place where, like, the smelly man won't hurt us. Like, that's her fucking nightmare, these, like, guys in masks. Like, creepy, like, Ew. emoji masks that Ew. probably did butt stuff. Ew. Um, yeah. uh, speaking of timelines, <laughs> a terrible trans- uh, transition. I 
I'm proud of myself on the transition I did. I felt proud of that one. And I hate to discourage you, but just based on, unfortunately, times, I've got another recording session after this. We can touch on that one we're gonna, on the next we're gonna, one. We're going to hold off on House of X, so there's your cliffhanger of House of X. Um, I do want to real quick talk about next week, just so you know, I will be talking about uh, Destiny Beyond Light. Yeah, because you got some new DLCs releasing this week. Uh, Destiny Beyond Light, uh, which I'm very excited for, and the Miles Morales Spider-Man. Yeah, you told me that one was coming out. It's not a DLC. It's one of those, it's much like um, Uncharted Lost Legends, where it's more than a DLC, but it's less than a game. Um, I will say this is what made people call Sony anti-customer, consumer, because they thought that the Miles Morales expansion was going to be PlayStation 5 exclusive, and it's not. Not. So, um, I'll be talking about, well, we'll be talking about, not even the royalty, the literal we will be talking about that uh, next week along with uh, House of X, which I, please read, and then you've been getting into a different X-Men thing. That yep, I, I want I've to been rewatching uh, Evolution. Feel, I just want to make you feel stupid for watching. Um, you know what? You know they always say like avoid people that make you feel bad for liking what you like. But I'm gonna make you feel bad for liking what you like. You're an asshole. I am. <laughs>